0: All right, my friends, welcome back to episode 46 of the podcast. You guys, I'm so grateful that you are here. If you were here yesterday, you know that uh, this week we're doing back-to-back episodes. So episode 45 is with my podcast coach and dear friend, Steph Gass. We we dove into purpose and calling and how do you take the next steps and, and all of that. Today's episode, you guys, is all about how do we deal with the things in our lives that inhibit us. The reality is, you guys... We all have things in our past that want to hold us back. We all have regret or shame, especially if you've been through, you know, sexual abuse stuff or anything heavy or any big betrayal, like that stuff just piles on the shame. And we dive into how do you get unstuck from this stuff, right? Because that stuff's not going away. But I do know that there is hope and there's peace and there's even purpose with all of that and how you can live a fruitful and peace-filled and joy-filled life no matter what has been done to you and no matter what you have done. Okay. And that there's a future for us and that the the past regrets and the past pain, it doesn't have to steal from our future and it doesn't have to steal from our today either, our peace and, and joy and all of that. So you guys, it feels so murky and complicated when we're in it. And if you're in the thick of it, I just want you to know you're not alone and that I love you and I'm cheering for you and I'm praying for you. Please send a prayer request if you have any at hello at dannysumner.com. Again, hello at D-A-N-I-S-U-M-N-E-R-M as in Mary and as in Nancy. Uh, it's not Danny Summer, It's dannysumner.com. Sumner.com, Okay. And I just want you guys to know I love you and that um, I'm here for you. And I really hope this episode encourages you. The reality is, well, (laughs) the reality is I got super honest and real in this episode. So here's the deal. This episode actually was first aired on my coach's podcast several weeks ago. Uh, Steph who did the interview and you'll hear it and actually in the beginning of the interview you're going to hear her music play because I didn't want to cut that out anyways. I'm on vacation y'all so sorry this is just we're throwing it together but I did feel like it was important to do these episodes back to back so she led the conversation because it was for her podcast but here's the deal after I listened to the audio I was like you know what I want to share this with my audience because Steph has such insight and such wisdom and she really helps people build businesses and, and all of this stuff. And there's a lot of things that go into that. But one of the emotional things that get in the way are these, these things that inhibit us in life. So whether you're trying to start a business or not, we're all trying to walk free from the things from our past and, and even the things today that are just inhibiting us. Like they're just hindering us. They're these obstacles and these things that just weigh us down. And, and so Steph and I, we just had this conversation I got super honest and vulnerable. Steph was honest and vulnerable. And we just talked about the things in our life that we've had to work through and how now we can walk more free. And now we have more joy and more peace and more hope and and all of that. How we don't have to be defined or even confined by our past or by the stuff from our history and all of that. I hope you love it. We do talk about some really deep concepts again and some deep conversations. So I'd encourage you, if you have little kids, you know, I'd put on AirPods. This is not probably an episode for kids to hear, okay? We talk as well about how do we get through these things and how do we begin to actually find respect and love for ourselves as well? Not in a narcissistic way, okay? Because I don't think any of my listeners are narcissists, but here's the deal. God does call us to steward ourselves well, and part of that is finding a respect and a admiration and a love for ourselves, and that may sound very foreign to you, at different times in your life, especially when you're wrestling, but you guys, I just know it's so important and it's one of the things that, it, that God has taught me uh, in my healing journey is to find some respect and admiration and love even for myself. And so it's it was a very foreign concept and now I'm very comfortable in my skin and that is what I'm feeling like I really want to share with you guys and, and guide you through as well. I love you guys. I'm so grateful you're here. This is a really real and raw conversation. So I want you to know I am praying for you and please continue to pray for me and this podcast. I can't wait to hear from you after this episode. So send me an email, send me prayer requests, and I'm excited for all that God has in store for us as we dive into this conversation. Again, Steph Gass, she's rad. Let me read you her bio. You guys are going to love her. Steph Gass is a CEO, a wife, a boy mom, a coffee lover, and a PJ's all-day enthusiast. Steph helps women start podcasts and successful online businesses God's way. She's the hope host. She's the hope. <laughs> that's hilarious. She is the host, and she's filled with hope. Her podcast is ranked in the top 0.5% of all podcasts globally. And let me tell you, that's incredible. Steph has nearly a million downloads, which is absolutely amazing. And she believes that when we partner with God in life and in business, we experience true miracles in our lives and the lives of those around us. You guys, I can tell you Steph is the real deal. She's authentic, she's real, she's passionate, she has wisdom and insight from God, uh, in life and in business, and she just has so much to impart in all of us. So I really hope you enjoy it. If you wanna check out Steph, more about Steph, she's uh at The Stephanie Gas Show. I'll put a link to all of her stuff in the show notes. Welcome to a Holy Mess Podcast. All right, my friends, we all know life can be so difficult and painful at times, especially when we're carrying grief or loss or wrestling with shame about our past, anxiety about our future, or frankly, like we are just not enough. But there has to be so much more for us. There is hope and joy, peace, love, fun, purpose, and a reason that you, my friend, are on this planet. Let's partner with God so you can be who he created you to be as you wrestle through and trudge through your mess. Hi, I'm Danny, a recovering alcoholic, a mom, a wife, a mentor, and dust. We are only here for a moment. Let's live like it. I'm just like you. I'm a holy mess most days. Actually, every day. Let's have some fun and laugh while trudging through our mess. This stuff doesn't need to be dry and boring. Let's dig in. What's up, Danny? Welcome to the show, my friend. Yay! Hi, Steph. I love you.
1: I love you too. You guys heard about Danny in the intro, but she's just one of my faves. Danny's been coaching with me for a really long time. We were recounting how it went down on her podcast just a little bit ago and I was saying how fun it was. Danny popped into my DMs one day and she's like, "Sup. I think that I'm going to work with you and do this thing. And then, so like, maybe we could work together. And what do you think? And then like two seconds later, I had another message. Hi, it's me again. So I had another idea. I had another thought. And then like another one came in like five seconds later and this continued. And I was like, I immediately fell in love with her personality. Cause there is like, you get Danny and you get 100% of her. And she is so authentic and real. And she's just one of the funnest people on the planet. I truly enjoy every single time I hang out with you.
0: Oh man, that's awesome. What a compliment. I have so much fun and you've imparted so much in me. And honestly, you've kept this train on the tracks, girl. So <laughs> thank oh, you.
1: It's been so much fun. Tell us your story, Danny. because through that, there's going to be so many lessons, us visual people over here to pull from, to really kind of yeah. transpose that so that we can understand it more deeply.
0: So, I mean, I don't know where to start. So childhood wise, and I became a Christian uh, my junior year in high school, which was an incredible experience to experience the love and the grace of God. I grew up and not really experiencing the understanding the paradigm of that. I mean, I knew there was a God. I actually remember being like literally suicidal at four years old because of some stuff that had happened in my life, wow. realizing that and looking down at a window and just being like, should I jump? Will this hurt or will I actually die? Cause I want to go to heaven. Like I want to be done. And so it's been like this process for me, but I always knew there was a God. I knew it was planted in my heart and Scripture says right? It's planted in the heart of man. I believe that wholeheartedly, you know, no one runs from Jesus. People run from Jesus's followers, (laughs) right? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like people have had bad experiences with church or, and I think we've all had bad experiences with church or with Christians or human beings, but for some reason, when it's a church hurt, it kind of goes deeper. And I don't know why, I don't know if it's our expectations, it should be different. You know, I don't, I don't know what that is. I don't have the answer for that, but I just know my experience has been, one that I knew in my heart I had, I wanted to help humanity. And I've always enjoyed meeting with people and hearing their stories before I could even tell my own story. I loved hearing people's stories and I just carried shame. And I mean, I carried all this crap my whole life. And I remember when I, so I got married, have a you know godly Christian husband, all that sort of stuff, but I was still kind of hiding and I was still- sure. Struggling with shame and anxiety, and just all, and I like I bought into the world's lie that that the world tells us when we're a Christian that everything should be fine. Like <laughs> you accept Jesus, you should have joy. Mm-hmm. What's wrong with you? So I was piling it on because I, you know, I had postpartum depression after I had my kid, and I was like, well, something's wrong with me. I'm doing something wrong. And it wasn't until I really hit my bottom where I felt like I really started to encounter God's love and His grace and His understanding and. He began to implant empathy in me for myself, right? I had it for you, Steph Gass. Oh my gosh! Like <laughs> I listened to your story, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I have such compassion for you. But it's really hard to hold the mirror up and have compassion for myself. And but that's been my journey, where God has been bringing me all these years. And you know, I'm almost 12 years sober, and and through recovery ministry and and doing speaking at retreats and that sort. Of, like encountering people's stories, it's holy ground. And so the more I share my story. The more I share parts of my story, the more I can connect with people on a very human level. The more it heals me, and the Holy Spirit uses each other, right? Galatians six two, carry one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. What's the law of Christ, right? To love one another, to care for one another, right? Let's just keep it real. It's Jesus, okay? But He uses people, and He uses His word, and and all of that. And so,
1: when you talk about go back into your story for a minute, Danny the 12 years sober woohoo by the yes! grace of god <laughs> go backwards before that go back to like what were the shame causers
0: oh my gosh regret i mean i had so much regret from choices that i had made so just you know crazy stuff in adolescence and i had had sexual abuse stuff and trauma that i don't know how to say it but it, shame was brought upon me with through that and then not understanding it and not even remembering it clearly. Right. Cause it's like, I have flashbacks and that sort of thing. So then kind of like, am I crazy? Did that really happen? And oh my gosh. And then the choices, and I believe the more specific we are when we're dealing with our stuff, like if we really want to find healing, like the devil's in the details, like find somebody close to you that you can share the nitty gritty details with, right? Like James 5, 16, confess your sins to one another so that you may be healed. And when I began Kind of touching, sharing some of that shame, and one of the big things that kind of held me captive was I had had an affair with a married man, and it broke my heart. I mean, it just it sent all the shame going through my body and through my heart and through my mind, and the decision that I had made, and and I can we can go into all the details, and but it brought such like condemnation in my own heart and mind, even though I had been forgiven by the Lord, I had been forgiven. You know the gentleman's wife and ex-wife and all that sort of thing that like we had had, we'd made peace about it. And right. So like, but that really, it had an effect upon me, right? It had an effect upon my life. It had an effect upon business decisions. I, Gary and I, my hubby, we had invested in some things and I was often a tangent with alcoholism, right? So I had literally squandered away our, like our, not our inheritance. We worked for it, but it was an inheritance from God, right? But I had squandered away you know, some of our retirement and all of that, a lot of it. And, but that was, I was lost because I was like grasping at straws to find that inner peace that was gone. I didn't have it. And until I could sit down and begin to unpack these things. Wow. And all the while I had this passion to serve people and to of what I felt like God was calling me to do, but I couldn't do it. Cause I was so angsty. I was so angry. Uh-huh. I was grieving, right? Like some of these things are just great were grievous losses of decisions that we've made uh-huh. that we can't go back and fix. And things that decision-
1: were done to you, right? Oh like, my gosh. Yes. I mean, and the why I wanted you to share specifically is because everyone listening, I think sometimes we put away the crap. Like maybe if I don't talk about it, maybe if I don't label it, then it has no more power over me. But it's actually the opposite.
0: Mm, so, so true.
1: Danny put and I wanted her to put this out there for you to see like you are not alone. Amen, And that's why I talk a lot about like, and my things that I walked through are a lot different than what Danny walked through, but they're not, I mean, pain is pain. What you'll notice is that Danny's stuff has a lot to do with her calling and my Mm. stuff has a lot to do with my calling. Right. So Danny had gone through a lot of things that were very, very painful in your childhood. And that had a lot of inner healing work that you had to do, which is now literally what your calling is
0: totally. And so what, well, and You know, I was just going to say, if you don't mind me adding, you know, when someone's been through traumatic childhood events, you guys, it alters our minds. And so to be able to go back and nurture those younger places in us and not to sit in victimhood our whole lives, right? Because I think I don't even call myself like I'm a survivor or I'm a, you know, I'm an overcomer, anything like that. No, I'm Danny and Jesus is walking me through this healing and it's beautiful. And does it come up? Yes but I have permission to process it and to deal with it. And just because it happened doesn't mean I was forsaken or forgotten, but I've had to wrestle with God. Like God has very thick skin. If you've been sexually abused or any major trauma or a parent lost, or, you know, I lost my uncle to suicide and he was like a father to me. Like that was very traumatic in my life. And I, a lot of self-pity. And cause sometimes self-pity, I mean, it's actually, that works for us. Like all of these things actually work for us, for us to find ourselves. Right. Because we can begin to like, I'm worthy. I should, I should have more. And you guys, we were created for the garden of Eden. We all should have more. Okay. Like bottom line, we all should have more. We should have that peace and that joy, but things are robbed from us. Right. And choices that we make robbed from us as well. And so if we can come to a place of resting in Jesus and allowing him to heal us and to put these pieces back together and, to tell us no shame, like I promise you, you will not be covered in shame. You can walk free, and then you can go create the business you want to do, but we got to deal with our stuff. Like it's just otherwise bearing it under the rug. Like I tell people, you're gonna trip over the rug, like and break your nose. <laughs>
1: you yeah. know, and if you're like me, shame is not even an emotion that I had even labeled mm-hmm. in my life more than six months ago. And so mm-hmm. define that like, how do you wow. know if you're feeling shame? How do you know? Because You know the stuff that we all walk through. It's like, yeah, yeah, that happened, but I'm over it. Maybe you really think you're over it, but yet your life seems to just not feel full of peace. It's not. There's something holding you in bondage, and you're afraid to look in the box. Right? Totally. So, what is that shame? What does it feel like? How do you identify it?
0: Well, you brought up two points, and I want to talk on both. I think that fundamentally, there's there's really just a few core things that we, as human beings, deal with, and it's the human struggle. Being human is a struggle, right? And so. Shame, I believe can manifest itself in a lot of ways. And honestly, you don't know it's shame till you start unpacking it. The things that you don't want to share that's shame, right? So the secrets, the, and shame can be linked with grief too, because grief and grief is this new concept in my life where it's not just when someone dies, do you grieve? Like we grieve losses. We grieve choices that we made. We grieve the path that we have to go on because of choice. Like I grieve that alcohol became such an idol in my life. Like I grieve that season, but then I can look back at it now and see, okay, it's also taught me a lot. Cause if I didn't go through this suffering, whether it's self-inflicted or someone else inflicted it on me, I wouldn't have had the experience or the depth of conversation or the empathy that I now have. So to go back fundamentally, how do we know if it's shame? You're only as sick as your secrets. And I believe shame wants to hide. So anything that is feels, and even talking right now, Oh, like you get that little gut feeling, you get yeah. that, anxiety. you know, immediately, you, get
1: that... you might yeah. know immediately what they are
0: too. Right. You're and like... you can bargain with yourself, right? Like, no, no, yeah. that's not shame. That's just, it's modesty. Okay. Well, great. Be modest with 99% of people <laughs> be super open and vulnerable with at least one human being. Right. Cause Jesus, and God, he already knows. Yo, he already knows. Well, and that's sometimes we deny it. We like, you know, aren't completely open with God. Cause we're nervous about it too. And that's a whole other, like, okay, let's deal with what's the deeper issue? Why you have this distance with God? Because sometimes our God distance, that gap has nothing to do with Jesus or God. It has to do with how man told us about how God was or our sure. father experience. or So it's all, it's complicated, but it's like, it's beautiful too, you guys. And it's not, I think people are scared to deal with shame or anxiety or shame or grief because they think they're going to get be buried by it. When the reality is when you actually begin to unpack it, it's like that letting the air out of the balloon. It, it goes away. I mean, honestly, you still, things still come up, Yeah, but not as much. Does that make sense? And it's not as big
1: as you, as you think it was. And and so what's interesting about this conversation is when you say you're only as sick as your secrets and shame as things you don't want to share. And then the uh, third one is it could be something that you're grieving, you know, for me completely giving up alcohol three years ago or whatever it was, And then now like having all these issues around it, like, I don't want to be around it. I don't want to be around people that drink. Like I have all these issues around like, Oh, my husband wants to have a beer immediately have an issue. Like it's like trigger, 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 trigger. And so I was in the car with my stepdad this weekend and he's like, you know, I think you're just ashamed of, or you're embarrassed or ashamed of how you used to be with alcohol. And so you're Mm -hmm. carrying it a little bit forward. I was like, hi therapist. What's happening right now? Like, and then I totally was like, oh my gosh, like I'm carrying all this shame around my past with alcohol. Whoa. Like I didn't even know that totally. it was a bag on my back. I didn't even know. And now mm. that I know the bag is there, I can have, cause I don't want to carry the bag. I don't mm. want the bag, but I didn't even know the bag was there. And so I think that's interesting for those of you who are not emotion people, or you've been taught to just avoid the box look away, like you're carrying a lot of bags on your back, Mm -hmm. but maybe you don't even know. Some of you may know, and you're not, you're scared to let it go. Like you're Mm -hmm. the one going, I can't tell anybody you can let the bag Mm -hmm. go. And those of you going, but do I have a bag? And that's where, when I really looked at like, what are the things that I'm maybe grieving in, or what are the things that I don't want to share? Like, that's a Mm -hmm. really good
0: indication of like, what bags are you still carrying? So good, and some of us want to set up camp in the bag and be cozy (laughs) in our self-loathing, and you know, so like, just let me just hate myself. It's easier just to hate myself, Mm -hmm. like you know, it's easier just to crucify myself. I know Jesus died for me, but please, I need to die for me too. It's like, and Jesus is like, oh honey, come on, let's go. Like everything that we've done is human. Climb out of the bag. Climb out of the bag. Like doesn't matter where you've been or what you've done. And you guys, shame it's pervasive and it's so personal to us. Like we may, and you might be thinking, gosh, I don't have shame like that. I don't know why I feel shame. I didn't have an affair with a married man. Like I, why would I have shame? It's like, no, 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 no. Shame is shame. Like that's the enemy's lie. Like it's all, we all feel we're all graded on a curve. It all feels the same. So it doesn't matter how bad shame is pervasive. And so is anxiety. And it's it can be overwhelming our emotions. And, and also it makes us numb. There's some of us that put things in a box because we're numb and we don't know how to deal with it when we really do. But yet we have outbursts of anger and we're really sad or we're really frustrated or we struggle with envy. Holy moly, if you struggle with envy, that's a huge indicator of shame because someone has something that you deserve, right? Because, and, but you think you're disqualified and this is all unconscious stuff. You guys, if we were conscious about it, we wouldn't have so many issues. Okay. But as we become conscious, then we can begin to heal and it's beautiful. And then all of a sudden this thing that's been this huge deal is all of a sudden, like, I don't even need to tell anybody I'm fine. Jesus healed me. Like, and it's beautiful and it's magnificent, but we, these unconscious things, these unconscious narratives, like we don't even know we hate ourselves. I remember I was journaling one time and I hated journaling. So like, I'm not going to tell anybody to journal, but I love <laughs> it now. And they were like, you know, what do you think about yourself? And I remember it unpacked some things where I was like, oh my gosh, who is writing this? Is there a demon in me? Like, what is wrong? And it's like, these are all oh. things that we can unpack. It's not for condemnation. It's for curious compassion to heal. Like yeah. it's to heal us. You so know? get curious about the healing,
1: get curious about the bags on your back. And we talked about a lot of clues for you to start digging into what bags are on your back. So looking at all those quote unquote negative, but maybe they're just, maybe they're not negative. Maybe they're just, um, little exclamation points in your life of like, Ooh, that that's what I do. Cause sometimes I'll feel envy creep in. I'm like, Mm -hmm. hold on. Why? You know, and I'll Mm -hmm. look at that and I'll do the things and I'll deal with the things, but that came with practice Mm -hmm. and the deeper rooted stuff for me, that's all new. Cause it was like, put it in the box and you walk away and you're just like, fine. So, look in there, really take a look at all those little pieces and then this question of like loving yourself. I remember I was in, you know, I have a spiritual growth mentor and she's amazing and she prays with me and we do all the great things and stretches me and challenges me to grow and to really do this kind of stuff. Anyway, and she asked me this question of like do you love yourself mm. even if and there was some ifs. It was like even if, you know, your your business failed and even if we stripped every, like all these questions. And she's like, I want you to say it. I want you to say like, I love myself even when, and like, I could not wow. say it. Wow. And I'm like, what? I love myself. This is dumb. I was so annoyed. I was like, this is so dumb right now. I love you, Steph. Oh, I love you. I love how real you are. Thank I'm you. All angry in the therapy. And so, but after, there was a lot of questions and things that I had to really look at, and there was some things in the box that I, again, didn't know that I was yeah. carrying around. Yeah, and I did love myself, but there were some things in the way, and so I want to talk about that, mm. Danny. Like
0: so good,
1: I've identified some of the crap in the bag. So whatever that is for you guys listening, and I want you to know, like, like Danny mentioned, there's little t trauma, there's big t trauma, there's little dumb stuff. Like I'll mm-hmm. get envious of a friend of mine doing something that I'm not doing, and I'm like okay, little mini bag that's trying to be on my back right now. Like, I'm just going to pick you off. Like, this is so weird. Like your bag can vary in size. It doesn't mean that it makes it less hard to bear. And also like, I feel Danny that like, once you allow one bag to sit on your back, you start allowing other bags to come on because now you're like, Oh, I'm, I'm a bag carrier. So I'm I'm put this here. So I've almost taken this notion of like the second a bag even starts getting filled near me in my vicinity. I'm like, I'm gonna light that up. Like, I'm Good not gonna be here for that. So, what do we do? Let's talk about this process because when you start carrying bags, you're too heavy to to walk into the call. You yeah. can't get through the door. You're too totally. heavy. You can't love well. You can't be the hands and feet of Christ when you're carrying all these bags of shame and and crap. Like, talk to us oh, about that gosh. process.
0: No, totally. And resentment and. Bitterness and all of these things that like weigh us down, right? They're not like just feel them in your body, pause and be like, when has resentment ever helped you? When has bitterness, when has envy ever helped you? It's like, okay, what's going to actually help me find some healing, right? And I believe you hit on a couple of things loving ourselves and finding self forgiveness. And I want to, I want to talk about this for a moment because there is a lie I believe in the Christian community that. If we love ourselves, it can be like, we're going to turn narcissistic and be very like grandiose and very and like, okay. If you're worried, you're going to become narcissistic. You are not a narcissist. Congratulations. <laughs> like, <laughs> okay. Hey, that's good. okay. But if God created you with a purpose and you're his masterpiece, right? Like his DNA is all within you. Wow. That's actually a concept. And our DNA is in God. Holy yeah. moly. Wow. Let's go that way. Let's do right? it. It's like to find that freedom and to be able to face these things and to be able to forgive ourselves. And it's always, I mean, and this is like 10 years of therapy, whatever, but figuring out the deeper roots of why, right? Like we all want to beat ourselves up for the envy, but okay, well, why is it there? Well, maybe something was stolen from you on the playground in third grade and it's just traumatized you, right? Or who knows, but it's about acknowledging it so that we can walk free from it, right? And to be able to put the bags down and to, you know, these bags, you're right. They cause this dis-ease, right? the disease of the bag, right. is dis-ease within ourselves. Mm -hmm. And we pick up these bags too, because, and then we get used to carrying them. And then all of a sudden we're like, no, this is how it's supposed to feel. It's like, well, no, no, hold on. Like there are ways to walk in freedom and to walk in joy and to walk in peace. And that's not minimizing anyone's, whatever they are walking through. And if, you know, they're walking through big things with grief or loss or trauma or who knows divorce. I mean, there's so much stuff that affect us. Right. But if we can just walk free and know that there is a divine purpose for your life. Like God loves you and he has something for you and to rest and and to unpack that stuff, right?
1: Uh, So four things you said, one, to find the deeper root, to start looking for that, get curious about it, acknowledge it. Number two, to love yourself through that healing process. And I've done this when it comes to business, but I'm like, if you don't love yourself right now in this moment, God, give me the, the new eyes to begin to love myself. Like, well, and you said desire something. to love myself.
0: You're right. Cause some people might be like, I can't love myself. Like this lady's crazy. Okay. Okay. Well then let's not argue with the word. Let's, can you find some compassion? Mm. Can you find like loving kindness leads to repentance, right? If you have something that you hate about yourself, some behavior, let's say you're short with your children or you're short with your husband, or you're a procrastinator. Like you hate yourself because you procrastinated starting this podcast. Okay. Get curious. What is the inhibitor? Figure out what are the roadblocks and then bring someone else in on the process to help unpack it. And I will say, bring someone who, you know, if you're a believer in Jesus, bring a believer in, right? Like bring somebody who's spirit led, right? Go with your, the paradigm that which you want to live your life with, right?
1: Yes. That that's really good. I love that. So loving yourself. And if you can't starting with compassion, that's totally so great. And get, having curiosity about it to find the inhibitor. I think that was so key that you just said that. Because, like, even for Danny, you know, we were here, she's coaching with me, she knew what the podcast was about. Like, she had the vision for the show, and then she'd go, but I'm not ready, but I can't, but maybe next month. And, like, what was that, Danny? Did you ever find what was the inhibitor of you pressing publish?
0: Yeah, for sure. There was a ton. But I think ultimately, you know, the inhibitor last fall before I hit publish, was I had to deal with this business failure that I had caused for my family and I back in 08. And I we've been very safe since then. We've had our insurance agency. It's been great and lucrative and all of that stuff. And, but I had, am I just taking another risk? Is this just another shiny ball attic decision? And I had counsel. I mean, I had you and I had, you know, good counsel in my life that were saying, no, no, this is actually what God is calling you to do. And so sometimes acknowledging the inhibitor and then trusting the people that God has brought into your life to help you make the next decision. Because you guys, sometimes we're so we're in fight, flight or freeze, right? Like our, we're in such anxiety. We can't make a decision. So we make no decision. And that is making a decision. Inactivity is an action of no action, right? Like Steph talks about that. And so to be able to trust the people and that's where Steph, I mean, you've been, oh my gosh, a godsend. Like literally I tell people like, God literally dropped Steph gas, yeah. <laughs> you know, on my doorstep. And right. it was like, I'm, I'm going, I'm all in. And, you know, and so, you know how much I trust and love you and right. the impact that you've had on my, my gosh, my life and my purpose and just helping. And that stuff was in my heart. Like it was already written. You helped me unpack it. And you helped me be like, ah, that's a shiny ball. Shut up. Let's go. We're going a different hey, direction. Right. You know? And it was like, oh my gosh. And it worked every time, like your direction and You're like a a ninja with that. Can I tell you a scripture? I was praying this morning about this Ah. podcast. And can I tell you a scripture that I felt like is you that God uses? All right. So in Jeremiah, I won't give you the the background of it, but it's from Jeremiah six. And it says, Jeremiah 6, 16, stand at the crossroads and look, ask for the ancient paths, ask where the good way is and walk in it. And you will find rest for your souls. You guys, I believe Steph, Steph, I believe that you were empowered by God to walk with us, to figure out our path. And by figuring out our path and actually walking in it gives us rest for our souls. And it's just such a gift you are to all of us. Anyways, I love you, Steph.
1: Thanks, Danny. And how prophetic that we just talked about the path on your podcast, Mm -hmm. not even an hour ago. So God's so fun, isn't he?
0: I know he is. And also
1: one of my favorite verses is this is the way walking it, Isaiah 30, 21. So how fun that verse you see for me is walking it, It is true that God has this beautiful path. And I think part of carrying the bags is part of the purpose, Mm -hmm. you know, like Danny going through all those hard things she went through, she could have kept carrying the bags and hitchhiking her way forward, all this weight, or she could have shed the bags, brought them to life and then used what was in the bags to free other people of their bags. And that's exactly Mm -hmm. what she's doing.
0: And so when we carry those bags too, we medicate. Like we, we have to medic, like they're too heavy. I'm telling you, like my knee hurts, my gut hurts. my Like, that's why I drank. I drank because it made life easier for a minute. Right. And, you know, I binged on Netflix because it made, I got to escape. It's these escapes. And it's like, just be curious if you are escaping, no condemnation, just be curious. What is it you're escaping from what? And then, then you can make decisions on how to move forward. So,
1: you know, what's interesting about that. And I wonder if this is true for you, you know, when I was going through all of those carrying all those bags, the business idolatry and like drinking and all the weird, shamey, weird things. I was definitely binging Netflix. That's when I had my biggest social addiction. That's when I was super addicted to my phone. That's when I was drinking too much, eating and self-medicating with food. But if I look at my life now that I've really let go of like truly like 99%, I don't, when a bag comes, I throw it off. And sometimes I'll realize there's a bag there and because you're never going to be completely free. They're going to creep back in, because mm-hmm. you're human, right? And we we're just humans going walking through this. But I don't do any of any of those things anymore. Any of those things anymore. I probably drink a little too much coffee, but that's <laughs> about it. Like I'm not like I'm not binging the things. I'm not eating the way I was. I don't drink anymore like that. Like my life is free. I'm free mm-hmm. from all of these weird like self medication band aids I was trying to put on. On top Mm. of the bags. (laughs) It's like, that's never going to work. So I love this curiosity question because why, why am I doing this? What am I afraid of? And I think it's hard to find that answer. I don't know if you have any advice here. Cause I know when I started getting asked these questions, I couldn't really find it. And this people had to really dig at me to be like, but why, but, but what? what? I don't know. You know, like I was so resistant to finding the root. Mm -hmm. Like, how do you actually get there so that you can walk free?
0: It's scary because we think the root is going to bury us. Like we think it's quicksand. And if we actually acknowledge, and this is all unconscious, you guys, like you have to understand again, if it, it's not always a conscious decision to avoid this stuff. Right. But if we can change our paradigm and change the glasses, we have on to look at those bags as actual gifts. Like Jesus is saying, you're struggling with anxiety right now, but it's going to turn into a gift. And that might sound crazy to somebody who struggles with panic attacks, right. but as someone who has struggled with panic attacks Same. regularly throughout my whole life, I can now, it. it's an indicator for me of like when I'm overextended, right? If we can begin to not curse the hard things in our life, not curse the bags that we're carrying and look at them as gifts and invitations to find more peace and to find more empathy and to walk even with the limp, right? Like I have a mentor who says, you know, don't trust anybody without a limp, like somebody who it's just those bags, they cause things within us. And if we can look at those as beautiful ways where you guys, you may never come, you may never share, like you, if you were sexually abused or some major trauma like that, you may never share it publicly. Right. And I'm not advocating, like everybody's going to tell their whole story and I don't always share it that often. So I'm actually hilariously surprised with myself about how much I shared on this podcast, but the reality is, and I'm not afraid of it. It's just, I don't use it unless it's, I feel like it's going to minister to someone. Right. But the reality is when we share, we become more free and we can find those like empathy for ourselves. And I believe that's what Jesus is after. He just wants us to like have this great understanding for our human brokenness so we can have understanding for others. There's enough hatred in this world. We are called to love. We are called to have compassion and grace and we only judge things we don't understand. So even if we're judging other people and other people's choices, and we don't understand, we don't know the whole story. Talk to somebody, talk to somebody opposite of what you believe. And you will find, if you hear their story and they're honest, you'll find compassion. You may not agree. You may not all those things, but if you can find that compassion and that's where Jesus lives, I believe in the compassion and the love and it's the Holy spirit's job to change us. Like we are not supposed to change ourselves. This is not about white knuckling it. This is about resting in Jesus. So he, you know, he plants the seeds, he waters it, he grows it. We just show up, like literally we just commit to show up and be tenacious and say, Jesus, plant that resilience. You know, Psalm 51, oh God, renew in me, my steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and grant me a willing spirit, like grant me a willing spirit to even look at these things. And if you can't have compassion for yourself, oh, that's curious. Don't judge yourself. like, ah, the judgment just has to stop. Like just don't judge yourself if you can't have empathy for yourself for that. Maybe you look at that bag in five years. It's okay. There's no rush. There's no huge timeline. You guys, I still am unpacking stuff. like I'm not fully healed. like I, I don't know are if you I ever? side of the veil? No, are you ever? No, fully still- fully healed. And you no. can't
1: if you're fully fully healed and you walk away completely. Now you have no tie to minister to someone else, right? You have no more, like I still have, you know, I can look backwards as if I'm looking in at like the business failure. Yeah. And I can look at that now and I have no emotional connection anymore. I'm like, okay, that's I see what God's done with it. Yeah. But it doesn't mean that at times I don't get triggered by the you're not successful enough or the, 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 mm-hmm. the and I'm like, oh, interesting. Okay, That cool. Like that's a weird tie that's still there. I'm gonna cut that. But You have to be curious about the things and know that it's always with you, your stuff and the things you've walked through. They're always with you, but you don't have to be in bondage to them. Yeah. I love that. I love love the empathy. Jesus is found in the empathy and Jesus is found in the compassion. I love that you said that. And that Holy spirit is the healer. So amazing. So if you were to give everyone like two final tips or takeaways, Danny, Maybe they're struggling with, they know what's in the bag and it's holding them back from like this next step,
0: hmm. feeling
1: qualified or feeling confident that they can, or feeling worthy that they deserve to move into God's call. What would be those final things you'd want to say to them, encourage them with, or plant for them?
0: Man, first of all, you're not alone. You're absolutely not alone and that you're in good company. I bet you most people, if they're honest, have those, those doubts and those thoughts. And now and that I would encourage you to Bring someone else, a godly person into your your process. And maybe it's a therapist. I mean, there's so many great, godly, amazing therapists out there. And maybe it's a spiritual director. Maybe it's a pastor. Maybe it's your best friend who you walk with that you can just be honest. And have somebody that can hold the space because you guys, only you and the Holy Spirit can figure it out, okay? Man is great. Man is amazing. But sometimes man is going to say something just to, or human, I don't mean just men, but human is going to say something to you. Just so that, you know, in your gut, that's off. That doesn't mean they're bad people. It doesn't mean they're off. Doesn't mean they don't hear from the Lord. It means that the Lord is building his strength in you, that you can trust yourself. You can trust what he is saying and take the next step in that. And don't condemn yourself. Like there's just so much self-hatred and judgment out there. And I believe if you can just find a deep breath, some fresh air and just make a pact with the Lord. Okay. I'm going to put judgment down for a minute. Will you show up in compassion and teach me? I'm telling you, I will bet my house on that part. He will show up with compassion and grace. And he will, I mean, he's just so faithful in that area, you know? And so, I mean, I think that was, that would be my biggest advice and that you're not alone and you are loved and there is a purpose for you. And you wouldn't be listening to Steph gas if he didn't have something bigger for you anyway. So.
1: Amen to we, we, that, man. You've been awesome, Danny. You've blessed us. I have like three or four pages of notes from all of your amazing goodness that you poured out for us today. And friends. Um, I'm going to ask Danny to close this in prayer because she's just got an anointing over, over this work that she's called
0: to do. All right, my friends. Well, that wraps up episode 46. Holy moly. We went deep, huh? Anyways, I just want you to know, no matter what you're walking through, seriously, no matter what you've done, no matter what's been done to you, there's hope. You guys, I just, I want you to know that there is more healing to be had. And that doesn't, mean the situation you're walking through or the past is washed away. It doesn't even mean that your future is going to be perfect. But what I do know is that there is a presentness, uh, a hope in today for, um, for today and for you to find joy and hope and peace no matter what, no matter what you've been through, and no matter what you're going through. And, and you know, you guys know I, I'm not minimizing anything, but I just know that there's things that we can do to encounter more healing and more peace and more hope and all of that. So anyways, if you guys haven't jumped in yet to the spiritual intentions framework, you guys, it's a, that whole framework is, I really should have called it something different because spiritual intentions framework seems a little complicated, but here's the deal. Maybe we'll rename it. It's really just back to the basics of how do we encounter peace? How do we encounter God? How do we really encounter ourselves? How do we find out what is going on inside of us the spiritual intentions framework you guys it's not a replacement for support groups it's definitely not a replacement for therapy it's just a tool to help you to help you um, maybe explore different types of prayer right we get into like contending prayer and but contending prayer like when we're praying for stuff sometimes that raises our anxiety and so we have to be careful so there's surrender prayers that we dive into and how do you truly surrender how do you accept situations and circumstances where they're at so that you can find peace and wisdom moving forward we talk about meditation the power of biblical meditation we dive into community and there's three different phases of community that we dive into and how do you build relationships you know in each different phase of community there's like there's so much richness there so anyways I just wanted you to know you're not alone if you do need a little help support guide if you're feeling a little bit distant from God or even honestly distant from yourself, these uh, this framework, the Spiritual Intentions Framework, it's 12 audio sessions. There's a ton of content in there. I'm actually adding to it all the time. There's downloadable worksheets. It's audio, so it's just like this, where y- you just hear my voice, and then there's worksheets and just things for you to ponder and think about and pray through. So if you haven't uh, jumped into the Spiritual Intentions Framework, go for it. There's a link to it in the show notes, or you can go to my website, dannysumner.com, forward slash spiritual intentions framework, and I hope it blesses you. All right, let me say a prayer for you guys. Lord, I thank you for my friend. I thank you for who they are, Lord. I I thank you that they are showing up another day, and they're asking you to show up in their lives, God, in big and small ways. And Father, you know, whatever they are walking through, Lord, I pray that they will uh, will know that you're with them, Lord, and that um, they can encounter your peace and your joy no matter what the circumstances. So Lord, would you just remind them, would you breathe just fresh breath into their lungs, Lord, and into their minds and hearts, letting them know that you value them, Father, that I value them, Lord, and that you have a plan and a purpose, Lord, to heal them and um, to, on the journey, like not necessarily like, you know, a total eclipse where, <laughs> you know, they're completely healed, but Lord, there is more healing to be had and there. I do know, because I know, because I know you have peace and you have joy for my friend, whatever they are walking through, Lord. And so, Lord, would you meet them in their grief and in their Um, their loss, Lord, and in their suffering and in their regret. Lord, would you just breathe life into them? Lord, and I thank you for Steph. I thank you for the impact that she's had on my life, Lord. I thank you for the, just the impact that she has on so many and how you have just continued to give her such wisdom and insight. So Lord, I pray that this episode blesses my friends, Lord, and that whatever it has stirred or brought up, Lord, I pray that you would just comfort them and lead them and guide them. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Hello, my friend. If this episode blessed you, made you laugh or triggered you, hey, that's growth. Please do me a favor and share this with a friend. And if you feel led, please leave a written review for the show. That really helps us out. Don't forget you are in good company if you're feeling more broken than you'd like to admit. And you are more loved than you can ever imagine. Have a great week. See you next time.